Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Thank you for your feedback, your text messages, telephone calls, discussions. I really enjoy it. Today, I am blessed to have Ms. Leora Adams. I tell you, I'm looking forward to this interview. And so without any further ado, I'm going to pass the microphone over to Ms. Leora and give her a chance to say hello to you and tell you a little bit about herself. And then we'll go right into the discussion. So, Ms. Leora, would you please say hello to my to, to our um, listeners and then we'll get started. Okay. Hello. Uh, my name is Leora Adams. It's nice meeting you, and we're going to have a nice discussion. So just all listen in and have a good time. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So, Ms. Leora, what is the name or who is the woman or women who have inspired you in your lifetime? It was my mother. Her name was Hattie Henry Garrett. Mm-hmm. And where she was she from? She's from ten- uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh-huh. So tell me about your mother. My mother uh, my mother was the baby of and she had seven siblings. She was she was the baby. Mm-hmm. And she married my dad when she was eighteen and I was born when she was nineteen and they lived together for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, her first child. You were the first so, child. I was the first child. She had five children, and mm-hmm. I was the first one. And they called me the golden child because I was the first one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, my uh, my mother, she didn't work for a long time, and then she stopped working at that time. Women didn't work too much, but my mother worked. She worked for Matt Arthur's wife, mm-hmm. but she worked for her before she became uh, Mac Arthur's wife. Jim MacArthur's wife, mm-hmm. and uh, they were good friends and stayed friends until Miss Jean passed away. Uh-huh. My mother was a small woman; she was about five three inches and tall, and she weighed about a hundred, a hundred and ten pounds. She was small, right? But she was mighty. Mm-hmm. You, and she was the kind of woman. She tell you something, but you didn't mess with. You just did what she's told you to do. So, and uh, so, what kind of yeah. lessons? What kind of lessons did she give you early in life? Early in life, when I was small, <clears throat> she used to sit, stand me in a chair at the table, and she taught me to cook. Mm-hmm. Now I was little, mm-hmm. and, and she taught me to cook. And as I grew up, she taught me how to do all the housework. And she she was the kind of woman that talked to me all the time. She would tell me what I shouldn't do, what would happen if I did it, and what I, you know, things like that. Right. And I would listen to her. I wouldn't say anything. I would just listen. But she would talk. She'd talk all the time about that. And uh, she was just being motherly, trying to raise her kids. So she did a great job at it. I think so. I'm, I'm still living by it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what what are those major rules that you live by today? Well, I try to take care of myself. I don't. Um, I I do whatever I need to do. You know, 
I, I walk in the house. I don't walk out. I walk in the house. Mm-hmm. I cook. I clean. And whatever. And I got a little dog, a little sit-stool dog, and he's my little baby. And I spoil, <laughs> and I spoil him, right? <laughs> so, so that's about the size of it. But I, I'm very happy that I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was told that you are 100 years old. I was 100 years old, September 25th, 1920. So I'm one year and five months. Wow. 100, 100 years and five months trying to make 101. I'll tell you. Well, I want to see you making 101 years and well, more. I'm doing, well, I do too. My health is good. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, my health is so good. The insurance called my doctor and told him to have me come over for uh, uh, physical because wasn't anything wrong and I went I said well why do I have to come he said well then she just wants you to come he said we'll just sit here and talk (laughs) and and then he told me whatever you're doing continue to do it but uh, I'm, I'm fine I'm mentally fine and I'm physically fine which I'm very grateful for right yeah so So does longevity run in your family well, my mother lived to be 78. My dad lived to be 96. Mm-hmm. I had two aunties that lived to be over 100. Mm-hmm. So we live a pretty long life, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, I had my siblings. I only have one sibling left. That's the, she was the baby. Right. She's 91. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I'm just here doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right. So with yeah. your with your mother, how did she how did she guide you all through through life to become an adult, you and your sister? Well, I have three sisters okay. and, and one three sisters and one brother. Uh-huh. And she was she was a, the kind of woman that talks to us all the time about life and oh, do this and do that, don't do this, don't do the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would do it constantly. She did it all the time, you know. And uh, then she taught us how to, well, back then women mostly, you know, kept the house up and did things around the house. She taught us how to do everything around that. She was just one of those kind of women. And then after she got older, my dad bought a dry cleaning business and she she was a good seamstress. Well, she had to be because she had four girls. So she would, she would, she was a seamstress at the store, and then she worked for Mrs. MacArthur, and they were good friends. So she was just a loving mother, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep her kids straight and do the right thing. Right. And none, none of us ever got into trouble or any kind of way. So, so I think it paid off. So what was life like in Tennessee during your earlier years? Well, during my early years, uh, my dad worked all. He, he worked all. He was a cop, and he worked build houses. And uh, he worked at a mill that made children uh, uh, made food for hogs and animals. You know. Right. So, and uh, I didn't know we were poor because I had clothing, I had food. He built us a beautiful home. And I thought we were doing fine. I guess we were. 
because we were doing better than most people that lived around us. So I had a good life growing up. I had a loving family. I, I didn't suffer for anything. And I had a lovely family growing up. When I, fit, I went to grammar school, uh, high school, and I finished high school, I went to A&I State in Nashville. I finished that in elementary education. So I don't think I, it was bad at all. I had I had two aunts and my my dad's sisters that lived in Nashville, and when they lived, my mother and dad lived with them when I was born. So they thought I was a doll, and they still thought it <laughs> I got grown. <laughs> so I had a lovely childhood growing up. I I, I don't regret anything. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. And then I, when I was twenty four years old. Well, before when I went to college, I met a young man, mm-hmm. and uh, we got married when I was 24 and he was 26. Mm-hmm. We were married for 60 years and seven months. My Lord. So I, I, ha- I had a long marriage. I had one child who was Beverly, and we had a good life. Right. I, yeah, I was happy. Now you know my mother. She was a part of the old school. I call everything old school. Everything I do is old school. Well, it is old school. <laughs> it's old school. <laughs> yeah. You know, my mother, my mother would always give us, you know, different words of advice. And she would prepare the men for some things. She would prepare her girls for some things. But she made sure all of the boys knew how to cook, how to sew, and all these kind of things. She would say, you never know if your girlfriend or your wife is going to walk out on you, so you should be able to take care of yourself. And then mm-hmm. she had advice for girls as well, you know. And yeah. uh, So did your mother have any advice for the girls versus the boy that she had? Or did she have different kind of standards? Well... The boy didn't clean. Uh, <laughs> the, boy, <laughs> the boy didn't cook. <laughs> the boy didn't do nothing. Oh my goodness! And but he, he was nice. He he did things around there, you know. Like uh, we, we had, instead of having cold uh, wood, we had all burning f- uh, fire. Wow. My dad was the kind with could do anything, so he took great big barrels and made them in. And they would bring all to our house. Uh-huh. They didn't bail. So the, the, the brother would see that it, the bells were going good and all like that. Right. He rode his bike, played marbles. But he didn't cook. He didn't cook. He couldn't boil water. <laughs> My goodness. He didn't do it. But the, all the girls learned, you know. She had the girls to learn. And she wasn't, she wasn't uh, mean or nothing like that about it. She just taught us how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she uh, she did this. You had to do it right. If you didn't do it right, she'd make you do it over. And you'd have to do it until you got it right. So you would do it right the first time because you know you're going to have to do it over if you didn't get it right. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point did you realize your mother's value? I really think it was when I got married. Because I think, you know how when you're young, you take things for granted. Right. And then, then when I got married, well, things, I had to do things on my own. And the things that she had told me, I started thinking about. And I still think about them. So 
I think she did a pretty good job. Do you ever see yourself as your mother? A lot of times, because I repeat this with the same words that she said to Beverly. <laughs> and I said to myself, I said, oh, that's what my mother said, you know. <laughs> but it, that comes out. Uh-huh. It, it's ingrained in me, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I think she talk, talked to me more than she talked to the other girls because I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. But she talked, she talked to all of us. And I had two, my two youngest sisters. They were a little bit different from the older two. Mm-hmm. Because times were changing. Right. And she would say, now I know I raised you all alike, but the uh, two younger ones were a little bit different. But it was just because times were changing. Mm-hmm. And they weren't doing anything wrong. Just changing in her eyesight, you know. Yeah. 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 Was your mother kind of old-fashioned? Or was she no. ahead of her times or what? I think she was ahead of her time because she wasn't old-fashioned at all. Mm-hmm. She, I think if she had been, I would be. Right. So she wasn't old-fashioned at the time. I think she went right along with the time, or a little ahead of the time, because my mother worked, and women didn't work at that time when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, by my daddy getting a dry cleaning plant, she got to meet more people and got exposed to more, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a good life. And I guess it put her in a position of being independent as well, right? Oh yes, and, and she was independent. Mm-hmm. She was independent. She she did what was right, but she was an independent woman. I can remember she used to tell me, if you make a dime, save five cents of that dime because you never know what you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked all the time, and and she would do the things she had to do, but you don't mess with her, and you don't mess with her kids. Mm-hmm. That was just one of those things, you know, and it was five of us when she worked. She says, no kids can come to the house to play. When I get here, they know come and play, mm-hmm. but they can't come when I'm gone. Just that kind of, I don't know whether that's old-fashioned or not, but that's the way she did it. Well, I guess they had everything to do with just being protective. Well, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so who inspired you to go to school, to go to college? My mother and my daddy. My dad was the kind of man that w- would sit up and read all night long, educate himself. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of him, his time. He became one of the kind of commissioners there in Clarksville where we were raised. But he was that kind of person, you know, and he could do most anything. But when we went to school, you didn't bring any D's, F's, nothing like that. You bring that home. Mm -mm. My dad had every book I think they had. Well, we we didn't even have to go to the library. He had them up in the attic, and all we had to do was climb the steps and get it, whatever we wanted. Mm -hmm. And then they would all both say, you have to... You have to be educated. You got to go to school. You got to go to school. And we did. Right. All five of us went. Hmm. Yeah. And, it, you know, they didn't make too much money back then, but we went. That's amazing. Yes, it is. And my brother my brother went to school. You know, they were drafting boys back then. So he was in college. They drafted him. He went to college. I mean, he was in college. They drafted him. He went in the Army. 
And he stayed in there, I don't know, three or four years, whatever they were staying. And when he came out, my daddy called all five of us together and he said, I want to talk to you. He says, I have this cleaners here. I'm tired of working inside. I like to work outside. So I want to give it to your brother. But I want to see if you're satisfied with that because say, your brother will have a wife and a family to take care we said give it to him mm. and he he gave it to my brother and he he did wonders with it until he passed away mm. so we were that kind of family yeah yeah we we'd get in them and, and we had a room one room all of us get in there we get in a circle and we just talk as a family so miss leora uh-huh what advice would you give to young people today go to school mm-hmm. of all things go to school because you can't do anything if you're not educated mm-hmm. and do the right things you know don't 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 fool around doing things that are foolish that's that's not helping you any kind of way you know listen to your parents because most parents work today and they don't have time to fool with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. Right. Yeah, but you, you got to be educated. If you get an education, it changes your whole life. Hmm. It is, uh, it, it is sad where we are right now. Oh, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're going we're, we're to we're make it through, you know. Yeah, we'll make it through. It'll be a few that get lost, but the others will make it through. Yeah. Well, Miss Leora, I really enjoyed our conversation. I, um, I've enjoyed. I, I really would like to interview you again. Well, call anytime. I'm right here. Okay. I'm not going in place. I was in Los Angeles. I lived there for many, many years. My husband passed, mm-hmm. and then I stayed there a year, and I got sick, and so Bev said. Mama, you got to come where I am because yeah. I can't be running back. I thought she was still working. Uh-huh. So here I am in Colorado. All right. I don't like it. There's no light. No <laughs> yeah. I got a beautiful home. Yeah. And everything I need. So I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, I, I tell you what, it sounds like you, you have a great daughter. I do. Bev, Bev is nice, you know. And, and she and she said, Mama, let me do this. I do for myself. I said, let me do for myself as long as I can. Yeah. I think that helps me, you know. Yeah. But she wants to do it. Too. She wants to take it away and do it too. You know? Yeah. But she's nice and she's right right down the street. And I can holler and she can hear me. <laughs> but I mean, it's so just I mean, a great. That's that's just great. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm mentally strong. I'm and so I'm doing all right. Good. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on keeping on. When I get a hundred one, we'll have another good talk. We sure will. We <laughs> okay. sure will. We will do that. Okay. Okay, Miss Leora, I really want to thank you for everything. Uh, I really enjoy the fact that you give me the opportunity to interview you. Are there any last words you would like to give to the audience? Keep on keeping on. Do it one minute at a time, if you have, day by day. You have to do it every day, one day at a time. Okay. 
Well, okay. I appreciate you. And, you know, in my family, we say I love you, so I have to feel comfortable, comfortable enough to say to you that I do love you. I love you, too. Okay. And, and it was nice, so nice talking to you. We'll talk again. We will do that. Okay, you want okay. to talk to Bear? No, I talk to her later. All right, then. Okay. Nice talking to nice you. Nice talking to you, too. Okay. okay bye-bye. Bye-bye.